Welcome back to Yeah Dude Sick Podcast. Today, we're going to get a little political, but I've said it before. Sometimes we got to, man. We, we owe ourselves that right. Let's talk about some shit, man. Right, you fools. Drop the shit on yourselves, man. We all go a little mad sometimes. Yeah, dude, sick! Andrew, what up? Yeah, dude, sick podcast. Bitches. Yup, yup. Yeah, we owe it to ourselves, man. We got to talk about some political shit right now. I'm not talking politics like who the fuck's going to be the next president. That's not what I'm talking about, man. I don't even... No, we ain't got to get into that. What's been going on, man? How y'all been doing? I'm happy to be back. Episode 5. I'm still here, man. I gave myself three, maybe four episodes till I, you know, I fizzled out, burnt out. <laughs> but hey, I'm still here. I'm loving it. I'm enjoying it. Uh, shit, I'm feeling a little under the weather today, actually. Man, I got a little, it's like some cold symptoms, man. I think I got a little bit of the corona. Not the full thing, you know, not the full corona, but just a little bit. I got that, I got that six ounce corona, that coronita. I got a little bit of that coronita virus, (laughs) just a little bit. So I'm good though. I'm here talking to you and I'm stoked about that. Man, I was at a barbecue the other day. It's been hot as fuck outside, man, but I was at a barbecue. And uh, y'all ever been at like a barbecue or, you know, some sort of party or get together where everybody's kind of sitting around a table and you're in the perfect spot where uh, one of the legs on the table is a little shorter than the rest. So you're in the spot where you got to kind of control, you know, the angle. (laughs) You got to control the level of the table, man. Like if you lean left, the table shifts left hits that leg, you lean right, it hits that other leg, so I was sitting in the middle of this table just fucking trying to keep this shit level, so you know, so fucking Johnny's Mike's Hard Lemonade wouldn't spill over, or you know, someone's plate of food didn't slide off the table, man, I got stuck doing that all day, man, until I had to get up and and switch seats, man, but I just, <laughs> I just thought that shit was funny, man, also, thing that happened recently I started getting flooded with grips man <laughs> people listened to the last episode just started sending me some grips and some bar ends I thought that shit was hilarious man so thank you everybody who sent me that shit that's so funny I love it thank you and I got some new wheels man my wheels were fucking they were done I'm sad to say I dude I had those wheels for over 10 years and they were hand-me-downs from from my friend Chris my friend Arizona Shreddy what up, dog? Yeah, he gave me these wheels. Actually, he gave me the hubs. They were Shadow Raptor hubs. They lasted me over 10 years, man. And uh, I don't know. They just started uh, just kind of fucking wear out. The driver kind of went out. Uh, I switched the bearings out, but they st- it just still didn't really. It was like metal was grinding on it. And then, uh, yeah, the, the fucking axle, it was a female hub, and the axle started stripping out. So... Uh, my boy Tyler down in Bloomington, what up Tyler, thank you so much man, hooked it up with some wheels, got some profile hubs, man I just, I kept telling him no I can't take it, I can't accept it man, but uh, he wouldn't take no for an answer man, he came through with some wheels, so thank you Tyler, you the man, what else, what else, I've been digging man, I've been digging, I haven't dug trails in fucking, dude 15 years, I bet, like, I I dug a little bit when I was in Virginia at a little pump track I built, but I really haven't dug trails in a long time, so I've been out at my friend Andrew's place, out at that transfer land trails, building them, them mud mounds, man, them dirt piles, you know, those dirt jumps, I've been, I've been stoked doing that, just kind of getting those, uh, getting them, getting my slaps in, my reps, I try to count every slap, I, last time I was out there, I counted over 1,300 slaps, so, that was awesome, man. I know y'all sitting there like, eh, shut the fuck Oh man. Get to it. I know. I know. We're getting to it right now. All right, so I do have a topic for today. Um, I think there's a difference between a, just a person who rides BMX and a BMX rider. I think there's a big difference because I've met, you know what, I take that back. It's not that I met. It's like a lot of my friends... We're on different levels of um, our involvement with BMX, our how much attention we give BMX to the people we follow, to the videos, to the brands, to the the parts. You know, 
the videos that used to come out, we used to follow all that shit, but nowadays some of us still do, you know, some of us still follow new parts that come out, new innovations, new head tube angles, people are running, you know, 77 degree head tube angles and shit today, some of us keep up with that, but others, others just never really have, but they, you know, they still ride as much as, as much as you may ride, they're just not, they're not into it like that. So I, I I was thinking about that because my friend Jarrett actually actually posed the question to me um, in response to my last episode when I said, man, I'm not even really a BMX rider anymore. I don't even really ride. And he uh, he called me up and said, hey, man, I got to thinking about that. Um, we should talk about that a little bit more because there is a difference, you know. And uh, luckily, uh, I had a lot of people respond who, who felt the same way. And we're going to talk to those people today, and I'm very excited to get into it. So... Hey, man, let's talk to the first caller. What up? Who's this? Ron White, and I'm out of Montgomery, Pennsylvania. Oh, shit, man. PA. I, I, dude, I haven't really spent that much time in Pennsylvania. I've only really driven through it, to tell you the truth. And, like, it's fucking beautiful, man, except, obviously, Pittsburgh's a little different. But, dude, <laughs> yeah. it's freaking Pennsylvania sweet. Too. Yeah. Yeah, just, you know, where I was at, just, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, man. <laughs> Dude, thank you so much for giving me a few minutes, dude. So we're talking about, honestly, dude, let's talk about our upbringing because you and I kind of came up the same. How old are you? I'm 37. Okay, so yeah, about to be 36, man. And uh, you had mentioned earlier East Coast Terminal was kind of your local spot. Like it was the closest like driving distance skate park for you. And It, it definitely became the local spot uh, once the winter hit. Um, there was a skate park called Voodoo Skate Park that was in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Hmm. That was that was frequented regularly as well. But when that closed down, you know, we just we went up to the terminal every every weekend if we could. Yeah, yeah, I had the Pit Skate Park in Rockford. That was the same deal. Like once a week, twice a week, we go there. It's probably about forty five minute drive, but same exposure for sure, man. We a late nineties, early two thousands, just that angry fucking people just mad. Thanks a lot. Why, uh, fucking nuts. Why, why were we so mad? Yeah. Cause Garrett Burns was mad. So we all just became mad. <laughs> I think he's happy now. He looks yeah. like he's having a good time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Nobody throws their bike anymore, man. What's up with that? <laughs> I've seen it at the local concrete park a couple of times. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that, dude, because so that shows passion, you know? Yeah, definitely. The the frustration, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So what's your, uh, what's your involvement in BMX now, man? So my involvement in BMX now is I, I guess I'm just a, a witness. Mm. Um, when life, when life grants me the opportunity to get out on two wheels, I cherish it. But, um, I have a family of, seven including myself and god damn and i'm uh i'm self-employed and Mm. and you know like some things as you you know as you quote unquote grow up Mm -hmm. you know they have to take a back seat no matter how hard you try and you know you reach a point and it's like if it doesn't if it doesn't support your family if it doesn't make you money if it doesn't um, provide you the same fulfillment that it once did. You've got mm-hmm. to, you know, you've got to like pump the brakes a little bit. And, mm-hmm. and as I have come to terms with everything and how busy life got, mm-hmm. like now bike riding is, it's something that I share with my kids. You know, um, it's pretty cool to be able to I've like gotten each of my kids their own. They all have BMX bikes. You know, we, we go to the local concrete park. Uh, I take my son out to the wheel mill every Mm. year for his birth, for his birthday. Um, and, and now it's just like riding bikes is like a family reunion. Mm. So I leave, like, I don't ride here because all my friends that I've made through BMX live, will live everywhere else. So, you know, I'll travel out to the wheel mill. I'll travel down to Caddy to the trails. I'll travel out to Hazleton to some other trails and just, just catch up with old friends. It's like family. Yeah, that's cool. And that's a really good point you made about kind of like, I don't know, cutting things out of your life. Like I, 
I've definitely went through that myself. Um, I have two kids. I'm married. I'm in college. I'm in the military. Like I'm pretty fucking busy myself. So like I had a bunch of hobbies for a long time. I played softball forever. I played basketball and shoot video and BMX of course. And like, I remember once at one point, um, my daughter was real young and, uh, I was like, dude, I got to get rid of some shit, you know? So I just thought about the things that were like the most important to me and fucking now it's just pretty much BMX. I go fishing a lot with my son, but that's just because he's really into it. But yeah, that's a really good point you made, dude. Yeah. Like at, at some, I can almost repeat it. You know, at some point, some things have to give and, mm-hmm. and I'm lucky enough now that every once in a while, the kids will be like, Hey, can we go to the skate park? Mm-hmm. And I can just, I can try to find the time to make that right. happen. Right. But uh, regardless of, of ditching BMX, you still just knowing you from Instagram, you still have some things to be able to kind of just channel your, not really frustration, but you know, when life gets difficult, you, I, I know you have ways to channel that. And what's that all about? Uh, yeah. So back in 2000, late 2007, I was extremely overweight. I was, uh, I'm, I'm pushing 260 pounds on a five, eight frame. You know, that's, that's not a very small guy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was, I'm going to make this the shortest possible story that I can. <laughs> I was, I was watching mixed martial arts one night bored off of my ass. And I was like, yo, these guys have the body type that I wish I had. And, uh, within a couple of weeks I was inside of a gym, uh, inside of a martial arts gym, learning how to fight. And, uh, and, I lost 80 pounds and I took uh, my first amateur fight in six months and, you know, and that led me towards like a lifestyle of health and fitness. And I got into CrossFit and became a CrossFit gym owner and, you know, and that kind of took over. Damn, man. So you got, you're the cult leader, huh? (laughs) So to speak. Yeah. So to speak. That's cool, man. Good for you. And like I said, BMX or not, like we just, people need a way to be able to, a positive way to be able to channel that stuff. And for you, dude, health and fitness is more important than and coolest, you know, ever right now. The coolest thing about that though, is it's kind of come full circle. Um, I have like, I have a friendship with, uh, you know, one of my bike riding heroes because I know that he's also into health and fitness and, mm-hmm. you know, it's pretty cool to call Rob Darden my friend. And, mm. and like the way that I was introduced to you was you were on Chris Doyle's podcast and that's how mm-hmm. I found out who you were. And like Chris and I have talked about health and fitness and stuff like that. So it's really cool to have it come back around, Yeah, you know, have like these people that I looked up to and admired at, um, at, at a young age, you know, 17, 18, 19, 20 riding bikes you know, I've grown up and had actual real life conversations and, uh, and, and talk about stuff that, you know, wasn't involved with bikes and, you know, and they, and, and be able to help them out in a way here and there. Yeah. That's also a good point. So I I think there's a difference between, um, riding BMX and just being into BMX, you know what I mean? And, I know you say you don't ride a whole lot, but like what, how, how much attention do you give BMX? I honestly, I try to get out at least once a month, once, once a week, if I'm, you know, extremely lucky. Yeah. I live in an extremely small town and there's like barely even curbs to bump off of, you know? Well, I'm not, I'm not necessarily talking about riding specifically. I'm just saying like all the other shit, you know what I mean? The, the, the media, the, the trends, the parts that are coming out and stuff like that. Um, as far as like what's going on behind the scenes outside mm-hmm. of riders riding, mm-hmm. I don't pay attention to any of that. Okay, cool. I mean, that's, you know, that's... Um, I have a handful of riders that I follow on my Instagram and I get mm-hmm. super stoked watching them ride. Mm-hmm. You know, you, Stone Kepler, uh, Chase Hawk, you know, Corey Faust. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Stone's awesome. I've been following him for a while and it's cool to see him grow up a little bit, you know? Yeah fucking dude rips Little but, youngster. but yeah that's that's my connection anymore is like when i see someone do something awesome on a bike now it doesn't inspire me to go ride anymore it mm. inspires me to go do the things to go be awesome at the things that i know i can be awesome at hmm. 
Like it gets, like it still gets me just as hyped up as it did, you know, watching Criminal Mischief right before we would go ride. Like, yeah, yeah, that's cool, man. I, man, I don't know if you said this, but someone was relating something back to David Goggins, where if you know David Goggins is, right? Yeah, yeah, dude, for sure. Yeah, so he he'll post like a motivational video when he's running, but like you know, it doesn't necessarily make you want to go run, but it makes you fucking hyped up to go do something productive. Hell yeah, you know. So like cool. I see, I see uh, my cow drop in on the mega ramp, and I'm like, okay, I want to go throw some weight around. Like, mm. <laughs> yeah, just, just that warrior it, mentality. Just yeah, get getting you out there. To be, get you excited to be alive. Damn, that's cool, man. Hell yeah, Ron, dude, I appreciate the time, man. It's fucking good to finally hear your voice. I know I've been, we've been following each other for a while. It's cool to finally talk. Hell yeah. Good yeah, luck I mean, with like, fam and everything, dude, in the gym. That's that's so sick. I'd love to get in there someday. Thank you. And yeah, man, you want to come out. Uh there's definitely trails and you know a few skate parks around that we can hit up. Hell yeah. Cool, man. Well take it easy, dude. All right, dude. Thank All you. Right. Later. Yep. That's a good dude. I'm glad we finally got to chop it up a little bit. Thanks a lot, Ron. It's good to, you know, good to hear a different perspective, someone who was definitely like fully into BMX at a certain time in his life, but now, hey, he's got other shit going on, so what are you going to do? That's life. But yeah, I'm stoked to finally talk to him. Um, I thought he was from Michigan for a long time, but apparently not. PA, stand up. That's funny, though, how, I don't know, it just seemed like BMXers used to be way more angry than they are now. Everything's a little kumbaya now, you know? I feel like in the late 90s, People got a little more pissed off, but I don't know why. Um, people got hurt a lot more, I feel like, back then, too. Probably because of the bikes and shit like that. Everything was really heavy. But I just, I don't know. What do I know, you know? I'm just a dude who rides BMX. But I'm kind of a BMX rider, too. What the fuck? I don't know. I don't know. Let's get into another call. Take some calls from the request line. Hello, who's this? Jarrett Howe calling from Yuma, Arizona. Oh, shit, Yuma. <laughs> How you doing? Hey, how's uh, how's Arizona, man? Hey, man, it's all right. The, the scene out here is like, as far as like my local scene, it's not all that. But, I mean, it, I'm a five-hour drive from Vegas. Obviously, everybody knows there's like world-renowned skate parks in Vegas. Mm-hmm. I'm like them. a two-and-a-half-hour two and drive from San Diego. Oh, uh, shit. Phoenix is like a two and a half hour drive as well. So damn, so I've you're in a nice little little centered location. Oh yeah, dude. and I've I've done a trip to basically all these spots. Damn, so you said two and a half hours from San Diego? Yeah. Wow, I need to learn my geography, man, because I didn't think it was that close. Yeah, well, I'm like 20 miles from Mexico, but being in the military, oh, shit. I, yeah. I can't go to Mexico. Yeah, you ain't, <laughs> you ain't going up in there. <laughs> yeah, Marines, dude, Semper Fi. How's that been going? Uh, it's cool, man. It's definitely been life changing. Mm-hmm. Um, the Marine Corps given me the ability to to travel. One, I mean, I went from the East Coast, Virginia Beach, Virginia is my hometown, to mm-hmm. Yuma, Arizona, which is basically all the way across the map. So, <laughs> during that road trip, I hit a couple skate parks. Um, it's it's been cool, man. It's been real cool. I mean, it's it's afforded me the opportunity to do everything else I can do. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's definitely misconceptions with joining the military and still being able to ride, but like shit, I've been in 12 years now and I've never really had to slow down, I guess. The only time is when I got deployed, but like honestly, I probably could have brought my bike there, to tell you the truth. Yeah, I wasn't given the ability to bring my bike on my on my deployments, but I feel like in the time that I was deployed, I deployed twice, six months the first time, like seven, eight months the second time, but I feel like in the time that I was deployed, like it helped me hone in it it, like it helped me goal orient that much more on my Mm. bike i don't know if that makes sense it does make sense and honestly like that's a good point to make for the topic for the episode like we're talking about kind of just involvement in bmx and like it seemed like growing up some people like some of my friends uh were very relatable when it came to just like details of bmx i guess like things that just a dude who rides doesn't really think about and like you just stated that when you're deployed like you're thinking about riding you know what i mean you're thinking about honing in those tricks so like what's your involvement in bmx like how deep are you into it um well i've been riding since i was 13 
Um, so I'm 27 now. So I've been riding basically 15 years. Um, I started out as that same kid that like, just like, Hey mom, I want a bike, got a bike and just enjoyed riding a bicycle. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, within the first week I learned how to 180 and I was like, Oh dang, I might yeah. actually be, I might actually be like, I might be okay at this. And then it's, so it's pretty quick. <laughs> So once I figured out like, oh man, I might be okay at this, I, I kind of dove in on like what BMX was. And I, I mean, everybody can define BMX as their own thing. Like that's kind of like, for me, it's, it's, there's, there's so much depth to it. And I, I'm so passionate about riding bikes, but it, it all started, like I said, I, I figured out like, oh man, I might be okay at this. Like I might be good. So from there I, I dove into, you know, youtube was like the thing back then you know everybody had like that mm-hmm. computer room that just had a a uh one of those laptop not laptops desktop they had like mm-hmm. a desktop in it and like mm-hmm. you got a whole room for just that desktop computer um i'd spend hours <laughs> hours just watching animal dude mad yeah. mad mad animal videos yeah Ian Hamilton to this day is my favorite rider yeah, but, you always you always had to position the the monitor to be like not visible when someone walked in in case you were watching some weird stuff, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the, the relatability. Yeah, but <laughs> we're showing our age right now, <laughs> for sure. But, but yeah, um, dude, I feel you on the animal videos. So like, man, so it seemed like even at an early age you were full into BMX. Like, talking about current day, like, what's your it sounds kind of weird, but like, what's your relationship with riding, you know? Um, well, I don't, I mean, I'm still in love with riding. Absolutely. BMX is still something I do for fun, but like, for me, it's so much deeper than that. Like I, so like, I guess my relationship is a loving relationship, I guess, if you want to put it in relationship terms, but like, mm-hmm. I'm at a point now in my life, not necessarily even my life, but like my riding life that like, I want to be the person that helped me like younger me you know what i mean like there's so many times that like i grew up with just my mom four children so like money wasn't there mm, and yeah. like i'd snap a chain and i'd be that guy that's kick pushing his bike to ride his bike and then next thing i know like a homie's like yo i have a chain take this chain like let's go ride or i'd blow out a rear wheel and the guy'd be like oh man here's a wheel like let's go ride like mm. and i look back on that piece of my riding life like and I feel like I would always, I was all like, from like week one, I fell in love with bikes. Like BMX was like, that's my niche. That's what I was passionate about. That's what I wanted to do. So it was like, when people would help me stay on my bike, I didn't realize how much it meant to me until I was older. Like, dang, man, if that guy mm-hmm. didn't give me a chain, dude, I would have been yeah. kick pushing for who knows how long until my mom could have got me a chain. Sure. Or, yeah. If that good. guy didn't give me a wheel... So for me now, I'm, I'm way more like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sponsored by the local bike shop here. So mm. Mr. B shout out, but Hell yeah. so like, if I go to the skate park and I see a kid that needs new grips, I have two, I have on hand every day I go ride my bike. If I'm riding like a skate park or if I have my backpack, I have two sets of pedals and two sets of grips on hand at all the time. Damn. So like I, I'll throw a, a set of grips to somebody that needs grips. I'll see somebody's pedals are just, you know, this guy's slipping pedals all day. I'll throw yeah. him a pair of pedals. Like, that's Damn. where I'm at. Yeah, good on you, man. That's huge. I didn't like I man, I need to step my game up for sure because you just kind of get lost in like, I don't know, just life stuff pulling you in different directions. You don't get you don't sometimes you don't have the ability to like I don't know, even like think about shit like that. So that's good on you, dude. Yeah. Well, I mean I mean, like I said, I mean I probably wouldn't be handing out parts as often as I do if I wasn't sponsored by the bike shop and get mm. these parts for basically nothing. Mm-hmm. but like that's wrong i mean i hosted a bmx jam a year ago actually july 13th of 2019 i did a bmx jam and we had over two thousand dollars worth of product that pretty much like out of my pocket i mean it doesn't matter i don't care that people know i lost money or people know i spent money out of my pocket mm-hmm. i spent 1200 mm-hmm. um fit and s&m sponsored it mr b's bike shop sponsored it and like overall we probably had like two thousand dollars worth of product that we just gave away nice i mean i didn't i had no problem doing that that's cool man so i got a question for you man do you think that someone can share the same i guess love for bmx even if they're not involved in bmx like if they just 
you know, ride as like a pastime? Do you think they can share that same level of love and commitment? I mean, to just to let you know, I think they can, but I just want to hear your take on it. Um, I, I so when you say pastime, what I hear when I hear pastime is like me and you. Ultimately, we still ride as a pastime. That's a good so point. Yeah, that's a good if, point. If you're saying like if somebody like a 15 year old kid compared to 15 year old Jarrett, like mm-hmm. 15 year old Jarrett, 15 year old kid Jarrett is like blood in blood out for bmx mm. and this kid's just like yeah i just ride my bike for fun like we are on two different like bandwidths like there's no way like this kid might be better than me yeah i'm not denying like if the kid's better than me he's better than me but as far as giving back to bmx that kid is not going to give back to bmx you understand yeah, what I'm saying? i do i do and yeah and as i as i asked the question i kind of thought about that too because i've definitely run into so many of those kids and like you try to try to give them um some attention and like see where it can go with them you know i see it see how far they can go in bmx but more often than not they've always kind of like fizzled out but there's always been one or two you know but yeah that's a really good point dude it's just i I don't know man i've been thinking about it obviously you kind of hit me with the topic so thanks for doing that man like bmx rider versus just a person who rides bmx and I just was kind of trying to figure out like if if someone can share that same level of love and passion for it even even if it's just a I don't know just something they do once a month or something they just they go and pick up their bike and get a sesh you know yeah I I think it all comes back down to the roots though like me and you for example man we were talking and like you were like man it's been like a month since I've ridden my bike Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like and I feel like me and you can go a year without riding our bike and we will long to ride our bike. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, Whereas absolutely. somebody that's just somebody that's just doing it for kicks is like, whatever. You know what I mean? Totally, man. That's a good point, man. Oh shit, man. Well, Hey dude, I really appreciate your time, man. It's good to hear your voice and fuck. I hope we, uh, <laughs> we meet up someday, dude. I don't know how or when, but hopefully we do. Oh dude, that'd be so sick to rip and grip yeah. with you, man. Hell yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah, dude. But uh, best of luck in the Marines, man. And uh, if you ever need anything, just hit me up, all right? Absolutely, brother. Thanks, Casey. Yeah, take care. Later. Later. Yeah, Semper Fi, baby. Good on you, Jerry. I think you're doing a good thing, man. Keep it up. You know, BMX is always going to be there. Deployments. That shit will come and go for you, man. But you're doing a good thing. Just know that we're here for you, man. Respect. Yup, let's see who else we got. Yo, what up? Who's this? This is Dan Hilton, calling from Davenport, Iowa. Well, actually, Buffalo, Iowa, right outside of Davenport. Um, <laughs> Hell and, yeah. Uh, what up, Dan? How you doing? Evil. Yeah. I don't hear that. <laughs> I don't hear that that much anymore, but... Uh, yeah. yeah. Why'd they call usually, you evil? Um, well, so originally, the second time I went to Rampage... I I was 11 years old. Uh, it was hot as hell in the summer, and my hair is just all like slicked back, soaking wet. I'm dirty as hell, and uh, I decided to jump the four foot spine. I drop it on the four foot quarter, not even not even realizing that like it takes people a while to build up to dropping in. Mm-hmm. I just monster truck down the quarter, took like three cranks out of four foot street spine and jumped straight to flat and uh all the locals were just screaming like crazy and you know call me evil i'm like why are you calling me evil and I'm like evil knievel dude uh, jumps everything okay. to fucking flat and i'm okay. just like oh sweet and uh i was like i kept hearing them talking about uh you know they kept saying don't case it don't case it so mm-hmm. every time i I'd land flat on the ground. I didn't even know what casing meant. And I was like, am I casing it? And they were like, no, dude, you're not casing it. You gotta, yeah, you're, you're good. Yeah. So that was kind of uh, the beginning of uh, me just being all about BMX. You know, uh, nothing but BMX. Damn. Well, that's cool, man. So have you been pretty deep into BMX, like the whole time you've been riding, you say? Yeah, so I, I started riding Rampage, um, kind of the the Mecca in '95 when when it was when it was the Mecca, you know that was kind of the they're coming out of the dark ages of uh, BMX and 
starting to uh people were starting to get more notoriety and bikes were you know bikes were probably at their heaviest right then and just they were testing the bounds with 40 pound bikes so um yeah since 95 hmm. i've been all about bmx 100 percent uh of course you know adult life and just you know life in general i mean yeah. you, you get injuries or you get a new job or yeah. you, you move a new kid uh, join, yeah join the military you know all that type of stuff uh bmx ends up having to take a back seat at some point but um for those lifers i mean you never get rid of your bike that's like the golden rule yeah um you just don't get rid of your bike mm-hmm. um and it'll always be there when you come back. That's cool. You said lifer, man. That's I've interviewed probably four people now, and we haven't talked about the whole lifer aspect of BMX, you know. And that's that's pretty cool. You said that, man. I kind of I didn't even think about that, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no disrespect to the people who are, you know, they like BMX. BMX is a hobby. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, you know, people progress at different levels, and s- some people get into BMX as a hobby and it's just something, you know, they don't plan on being a lifer or, you know, they don't even want to be a lifer in it and they're still really, really good. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, obviously it's not all about being good, but obviously if you're, if you're breaking, if you're breaking yourself off on the regular, you kind of want to have something to show for it. Yeah. So I think that's, that's the investment that people put into BMX that, causes them to be a lifer because you're going to tell me that you know i broke my tibia i blew out my knee i've had you know six or seven concussions Mm -hmm. and broken my my ankles and my feet you know x amount of times and i'm just gonna like give up on it at some point it's i don't know that's foreign to me that's weird yeah that's that's important you say that because a lot of people that would be a reason for them to stop and that that would show that maybe they're not as deep into it as you are, you know? And it was weird growing up. Like it was very normal for me to know fucking every detail about BMX. And it was, I was always really confused when like the people in my crew just weren't on that level. You know what I mean? They weren't, they didn't, they didn't give it that much thought as far as like learning shit about BMX, you know? And I was, was really confused about stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, I've just always, I've always cared deeply about it and, is to the point where when I was a little kid at Rampage, all the locals thought I was super annoying because I could, I couldn't shut up about riding my bike, mm-hmm. and you know, I whether they thought it came from a place of like me wanting attention or whatnot. No, I was just super stoked to be on a BMX bike, yeah, and I wanted them to be that stoked too. So when they weren't, it was just kind of kind of disappointing um now i understand it a little bit better and yeah i don't i don't have i don't have that feeling toward it um i'm just happy when when there's people around that i can relate to to ride with whether they're a lifer or just a hobbyist yeah Um, do you still feel uh you know do you still feel very like strongly about your relationship with bmx now like hate to sound too corny and political but like is are you as deep into BMX as you once were, you think, just given your modern uh, life situation? Um, my finger isn't on the pulse of BMX as much as it was back then, because mm-hmm. obviously you don't have responsibilities at that point. You just got to show up to school, kind of half-ass it, and then go ride your bike. And that's that's the extent of your responsibility. So, right, right. I mean, I, I had every props, I had every magazine, mm-hmm. and I, I knew everything that was going on right now with social media, you can't keep up with this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, I mean, I, I don't, there's so many more bike riders out there that are so good mm-hmm. and so many different uh, fly by night trends and companies. Mm-hmm. I can't keep track of it. Right. Um, and even though I ride once a month, you know, once every two months, once every three months, you know, just cause life is busy. Mm-hmm. My feeling about, bmx hasn't changed like i'm i i'll go to the garage i'll pull my brake lever that's like the universal like i need to get that's that's like the nervous like <laughs> oh, tick, whatever yeah you know like you go 
you go pull your brake lever or you, you know, you check your tire pressure, you bounce, you know, you pick up your bike and you mm-hmm. bounce it off the ground and see if it rattles. And then you tighten everything up as if you're going to go session tomorrow when you know you're not, <laughs> um, you know, there, there's just so many little, little ticks that you just try to satisfy that the fact that you can't ride as much. And, um, it, yeah, I'm still, I'm still as deep in the BMX, uh, mentally as ever. Um, I went and rode today for the first time Nice. in months. Uh, just, w- we had a move, um, and then with COVID stuff, mm-hmm. uh, it just hasn't, hasn't been top priority. And, uh, you know, I stay in shape outside of BMX so that when I get on the bike, I just have to like kind of warm up and loosen up and then I'm right back to where I was. Yeah, I, can, yeah. I can still session like normal, you know? So, um, yeah, we went up to Dubuque and rode that concrete park with a good friend, JP. Cool. And, uh, and then we went to Geneseo and rode some back ra- uh, backyard ramps. Um, some oh, of the ramps yeah. were actually rampage ramps, oh, recycled shit. wood. So, um, six foot, Mini with double coping spine, 24 Damn. foot wide. Legit. Uh, tried a 360 the spine and, like it was a box jump, and I went straight to flat. Fucking evil. And just fucking rolling, laughing at the <laughs> bottom, like, uh, yeah, I didn't think that was going to happen. You know, <laughs> just shaking the rust off a little bit. Yeah. Um, we're not made of glass, so we're a little bit more durable yeah. than we think we are, even though we're in our mid 30s. And, mm-hmm probably shouldn't be doing what we're doing but you know well you take care of yourself man i mean you're a fucking firefighter you're in the army like you have to stay fit you have to stay good you know yeah i mean it it's kind of funny um at this point taking care of myself uh, means something totally different than it used to Mm. um we used to be able to just total like no, no injuries at all. Like, Oh yeah. Uh, just sending it. Yeah. And if we did get injured, we just wrap it up and just go mm-hmm. again. Um, yeah. now f- for me, you, uh, you said something in a previous podcast that kind of caught my attention where you're like, man, is today going to be the day? You know, am I going to blow my back out? Am I going <laughs> to, yeah. am I going to no twist reason. my, am I going to twist my leg and, you know, tear my ACL or whatever? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, that, that does enter my, my thought process when I'm riding. But typically if I stick to the stuff that is like my go-to bread and butter moves, Mm -hmm. you know, like you, you really can't screw that up. And then, you know, today, like just throwing that 360, it's like, I know my way out. Like if I'm going to land flat, I know how to brace myself. Yeah. So, so even the, even though we're, we're not as resilient as we were when we were a kid. We have years of practice crashing. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, man. I fucking, I, I, sneezed, know how to bail. I sneezed the other day and sprained my ankle, man. I don't oh. even know how the fuck that <laughs> happened, you know? It's just crazy yeah. when you get older. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I'm pretty sure 90% of the time I walk with a limp, but I don't ride with a limp. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, Hell think, yeah, man. You think, think you're going to easier right. than walking yeah. yeah yeah for sure yeah walking and yeah, sitting sitting sucks too like sitting at a desk is really bad for you too man oh yeah my standing up on... terrible right now yeah yeah well shit dude i fucking uh i appreciate talking to you man yeah for sure uh, i'm stoked, stoked on it hell yeah um, yeah hit, hit me up anytime you got anything else uh oh for sure dude i'll work i'll work it in <laughs> can't, can't wait to our annual raise trip man Oh hell yeah! That's like that's like the the second time every year that I ride my bike, or like <laughs> the first, yeah. that's that's the first time every year I ride my bike, and then yeah. I wait another like four to six months. Yeah, so. <laughs> I, plan, I plan my whole year around that shit, man. So, right? Yeah, dude. Well, take take it easy, man. Good hearing from you. All right, take care, man. All right, See man. You. Later. Give it up for evil. Hell yeah, man. I've been wanting to talk to that dude for a while. That's the cool thing about doing this shit, man. It's like. All these people I've been talking to are people I've been wanting to talk to for a long time, and now I just fucking gave myself a reason to be able to finally talk to them. So I'm loving this shit, man. I appreciate all the calls, man. 
This shit's dope. I'm going to probably take one more because I have a feeling this one's going to run on for a little bit. So let's do one more. Hello, who's this? Bram Warren. I'm calling from Worcester, Ohio. Worcester, man. I thought I was, I always thought it was pronounced Wooster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You and everyone else who's not from here. Damn, Ohio's crazy, dude. I feel like every time I go there, I almost get into a fight with somebody. <laughs> like every single time, whether we're in Cleveland, Columbus, it doesn't even matter. Someone's just always like itching for a fight. That is funny. There's <laughs> anyways, always that one guy. Yeah, oh, for sure. Anyways, dude, thank you so much, man, for giving me a few minutes of your time. I just wanted to – so what I'm talking about today is – a BMX rider versus just a person who rides BMX, man. So we obviously have plenty of each and I wanted to get your take on it because you obviously are very well in tune with the happenings of the BMX world. So if you could just share with everyone, like what your involvement in BMX is, maybe touch on your YouTube channel a little bit. Oh man. Okay. I got to think of where to start with this. Cause there's, <laughs> I've literally my entire life revolves around BMX. Mm. Like, the entire thing. Uh, so I guess I could start with the stuff that's not my YouTube channel. Okay. Uh, I obviously ride, ride everything, mm-hmm. skate park, street, trails, driveway, whatever. Pretty bad parks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so there's that. And then there's like the web, the video aspect of things where I've been making like edit type videos since I started. And, uh, so aside from that type of deal, I dig at the local trails. Me and the, the owner have been the main diggers up until this past couple of years when a couple more people started helping out a little more. Uh, as long as I can remember, ever since I came back from college in like 2012 or 13, mm-hmm. I've been helping host at least two or three different jams every year. So I guess that's part of my involvement in BMX. That's That's big, man. Yeah. um, That's pretty wild, dude. Uh, I didn't know you'd been digging for a long time. I just, I never knew that like side of you and BMX, but that's pretty cool to hear. Yeah. I think a lot of people don't really know the extent of things because I don't like put it out there, Mm. you know, like the, the most you'll see from me about like digging and stuff is maybe I'll post something on Facebook about needing help certain mm-hmm. points or uh or i'll post the instagram story of like yeah. before and after i'm working on a right. a lip or a landing of what, like what it looks like but yeah i've been digging down there kind of just like started digging like the owner of the trails is super particular about how he likes things of course and so he he wouldn't let just like anybody come down there and just start digging mm-hmm. uh, but i just kind of started <laughs> and uh I don't know. He never, he never was got onto me or anything, but I've been digging probably shoot. I mean, they same since before I went to college. So shit, man, like I might've been digging for 10 years at this point. Oh, nice. Um, what I want to touch on real quick is I understand his side of like wanting, you know, things done very meticulously, but also you, I'm sure you would want to do things too. Like you said, you got in and just started digging. So that kind of, I, I actually started digging recently too and I hadn't done it nice. for probably 10, 15 years, but I told this guy, I was like, dude, if I'm going to like lend some fucking, you know, some hours of hard labor, like I kind of want to just give me a section to be able to do what I want to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. With all, yeah. the, all the respect to him, but yeah. And like, I think I've become more particular than him at this point. Mm. Like when there's people at the trails, obviously I think we've talked about it before, like my perspective on digging, like I would rather do the digging than have other people come out and yes. like feel yes. like they have to dig before they can ride. Yeah. I would rather like have it done before they get there and mm-hmm. fix stuff after they leave so that the only thing anyone who comes to ride has to worry about is just having a good time riding. Yeah. And I think part of that also comes from how particular I am. Because when I'm riding these jumps, I want it to feel as smooth as I'm riding a concrete skate park. Yeah, no, that's understandable. And honestly, like we did talk about that and that was my major beef with trails for a long time was like that fucking vibe will just get so bad after a while. It just gets so ingrained in people that like no that no dig, no ride bullshit, man. Like I just feel like if I'm running a set of trails, I want I want to do that 
part myself. I want to do the, the perfecting it myself. I understand like, Hey, I need help digging a hole, digging this clay out, putting in this wheelbarrow. I get that. But like, don't make that the premise of like somebody arriving at your jumps, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I just can't like relate whatsoever because the trails that I dig at have always been there since I started. So I've never had to experience what it's like to just build a set of trails from the ground up. Yeah. We have built yeah. jumps and I've helped build like brand new jumps, but not like a whole entire set of trails. Yeah, so like, that, that's a good, point. I feel like I, and the other aspect of it is that these, these are on private land that the owner like mm-hmm. who rides more than any of us owns. So we're never going to have to worry about them going anywhere. Yeah. I think that's another aspect of it too. Yeah. I just, yeah. I don't, I, I feel like I can't relate as much. Yeah. That's a good point. There's layers to the shit for sure. Like starting a whole trails, you know, set of trails is much different. You know, I, I get it. I understand that, you know, I'm, a, I'm fucking human. I get it, but yeah, it's just some shit that I've come across. But anyways, man, um, I wanted to get your, I, I had a question for you, man. Do you think that somebody at, you're very in tune with BMX, but there's also people who just ride for fun. You know what I mean? They ride, mm-hmm. I'm not saying you don't ride for fun, but obviously you're a little more in depth with this shit. There's people out there who maybe pick up a bike once a month, once every couple months. Do you think they can still share that same level of like love and passion for BMX as somebody like, let's say yourself, who's like day to day, all day, just living, breathing BMX. I feel like it's a different experience of BMX. Maybe just like, you kind of covered it already like they they pick up their bike once or twice a month yeah maybe they are into it just as much maybe they're it's i feel like it's just totally different depending on you'd have to like ask that person i guess you could say like how how do you feel you are with bmx i and i think that this gets into my response to you when you first posted this on instagram is like i feel like i can't answer this question for other people like i you can have an opinion on it but the second that i say this is what you are in Mm -hmm. regards to bmx Mm -hmm. i'm an asshole because it's not right for me to be like well i should i have the authority to say what you are right like i don't think that's right at all but that doesn't mean you can't i can't have like an opinion on it right and I've known a lot of people through the years who have just picked up a bike once or twice a month, maybe even less than that. Mm-hmm. You still there? Yeah. All right, cool. Um, that's a really good point, man. And honestly, like, obviously, like that's what I was expecting you to say. No, no one can tell anyone what they are, who they are, what they, what they do. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? BMX is freedom, really. But got another question for you, man. Where do you see yourself in BMX over the next, you know, five, 10 years. Like you, I just see you, I see you growing a little bit and building up some momentum. Do you have any like goals or anything you want to achieve? Because I, I'm just like, I don't want to be afraid to like tell people I have goals in life or even in BMX. Like no, I, I don't want to. absolutely wanna... not. So what's, what's, what's next for you, man? Uh, I really, I mean, obviously I have my YouTube channel, which I didn't even get into either when you asked about my involvement in BMX. So like, Mm -hmm. that's an entirely different level of involvement with BMX because that goes into like making videos for the very basic beginner on how to bunny hop their bike all the way into like super detailed in-depth stuff for like brake guys who are like making videos about my brake setup that... that is like totally different than anyone else's. So like, there's that side of things, but, but in regards to your question and in all honesty, like it's not about the money for me, but it was always a thought in my mind that a successful YouTube channel equals freedom. Mm. It's, it's, it's that simple. When you have a successful YouTube channel and that becomes your, your world and like mm-hmm. how you make a living mm-hmm. you're free from the the like i don't know what I, the weight i guess you could say of like a normal yeah day-to-day job yeah. Yeah. and my goal from the very beginning was to have the freedom and be completely independent of the bmx world mm-hmm. so that i can do my own thing and i can do whatever i want and i don't have to worry about 
anyone else paying me or what they think or anything like that. So, so my goals would be like, if things keep growing and progressing and get bigger and everything, I want to get it to a point where I can just like drop everything at the, at a phone call. Like, all right, we're going to wherever tomorrow to go ride with this guy for a week. And we're just going to go and we're going to make videos. And then I also want to get to the point where I can be like, okay, there's nothing going on right now. Let's go and throw a jam where we give away 10 grand Mm. to, to one person, like, or have a contest and we're giving away 10 grand. Yeah. Like my ultimate goal, like really, in all honesty. So you've seen the skate park I ride, right? Yeah. (laughs) I want to have a contest at that skate park, a pro contest, and make the prize for first place pro 10 grand. Damn. So that like, (laughs) so that you get people like, can you imagine like, like Nick Bruce, he lives close enough. He could just drive down to it, but like Nick Bruce and like, Logan Martin and all those guys who would go out to a contest where they could win 10 grand yeah, yeah. and then they have to ride a four foot <laughs> and three foot prefab yeah. Woodward skate park. <laughs> that's awesome. How I, mean, I think like that'd be amazing. And like, that's, oh, that's, that's the kind of stuff I want to do because like before the past couple of years, there was really much going on as far as like the people who are super successful in BMX, like giving back like that. Mm-hmm. I just was like, dude, I want to be that guy. Yeah. That's, that's cool. You mentioned about just like kind of traveling around and like uh, you could fucking start a YouTube series, just riding with random like pro dudes or whatever. Like next, next episode, I'm going to ride, go ride with Corey Walsh, wherever he lives at, you know, like Jason Watts and like yeah, dude. make a series about just doing that. But one, one person that comes to mind is Danny Duncan. You ever heard of him? Uh-uh. Oh, he's a YouTube guy. And like, you want to talk about freedom? Like, that dude's living it for sure. Like he, all of his shit was done on YouTube and now he just every day is just the freedom to do whatever the fuck he wants to do. So yeah. And you watch that and it's like every single day I'm watching these people on YouTube and I'm just like, you know, that you get that drive inside you. Mm -hmm. We're just like motivated. I'm like, this is, this is what I want. I want to be able to just be like, all right guys, we're going Montana Ricky wants to do this. So guess what? We're going to go to New Jersey tomorrow. That's cool, man. I'm glad you're not, I'm glad you don't hesitate to, to openly say stuff like that because a lot of people, they'll just hide behind this notion that they're just, you know, you know, I just in it for fun and they don't give a shit about the channel and like, it's okay to like care about stuff like that and want to succeed, you know? So that's pretty cool. I think it's just, there's a, there's a negative, Act, negative notion whatever you want to call yeah, connotation it. with like, the yeah. negative connotation when it comes to money in bmx and just like mm-hmm. doing something I, I don't know i feel like it's frowned upon to try and be successful and like actually mm-hmm. try to yeah. be successful like you yeah. you have to just be this lazy like super amazing talented dennis anderson garrett reynolds and you have to just be able to just make it happen on your own but i think those guys they i think those guys do try to succeed too you know exactly I, mean? I think exactly it's, it's funny. just it's just not open uh discussion to to say that stuff and it's just it's not uh, cool yeah yeah and i'm not saying like people try to be like gary reynolds or dennis anderson or feel like you have to those are just like examples like of people who are naturally so gifted that yeah. they were successful at it i feel like that's like the the idea people will feel like it has to be like yeah and not you know not to say they're not good examples for themselves like they definitely have huge followings and they're they're a good person to look up to for sure because they're they're oh, most you know sure. positive people and they're they're successful even though they're not pursuing it so that's that's definitely a different aspect and it's a good thing but dude you have a good perspective man and it's it's much different than the Thank couple you. other people i've talked to so far and that's good dude that's what this whole thing's about just different you know varying uh, opinions and shit absolutely and i think one of the things i wanted to say in the beginning real quick that i forgot about in the whole like being in tune and like bmx rider versus someone who rides bmx type deal yeah i feel like myself and then the guy who owns the trails that i help out and ride at are perfect like examples like we are both what like we're our lives revolve around bmx 
but in two completely different ways. Fuck, like that's a good point, dude. He doesn't know anything wow. that's going on. He doesn't know who any current day riders are. The only people he knows about are people that he saw when he was coming up, like like uh, what the hell, uh, Brian Streeby and like Fucking those type of guys. And then Chris like Bennett. Yeah. I don't even know if he knows about Bennett, but like I just, Doyle. I remember, I remember seeing that dude ride at Ray. I think it's the guy you're thinking of, or the guy you're talking about. Um, yeah, he was on that Holmes. He had a Chris Bennett style, so I, that's that's who came to mind. But uh, like, he knows nothing of current day BMX other than what we tell him about. He doesn't really follow it. He just sees stuff on Facebook sometimes. But he is at the trails every single day that he can be there, and his entire life revolves around bikes and the trails but then my entire life revolves around bmx but in a completely different way so it's like we're at the exact same level but in totally opposite ways fuck that's such a perfect comparison dude I, it's that's that's the shit that i'm looking for you know like why why is it how is it that way you know what i'm saying it's just it just is you know sometimes shit just is the way it is Mm-hmm. yeah pretty much and i mean there's also guys local to me that are like they only touch their bikes once or twice a month if that and they're both they're still like hardcore like they go out and they send it and they have a good time and they're mm-hmm. there and like i would never say that they're just like people who ride bmx i feel yeah. like you could distinctively say the people like in my opinion i guess who just like ride bikes and ride bmx are like the people who just show up at the skate park and just kind of ride around in circles and aren't really like i don't know doing anything i guess yeah no i understand what you're saying which it's like either way like it's this is not a bad thing like no this whole tone just you know it's this whole the tone of this entire topic seems negative but really it's not it's just i'm trying to figure out why things go the way they go like who gets infected with this bmx uh kind of you know people get infected with being in tune with the whole bmx industry and all the ins and outs and shit and some people don't like how does that happen you know that's what i've been trying to figure out man i hope you do because I, <laughs> at this point i feel like it's just something that is in tune with you because yeah. even to this day the guy who got me into bmx in the first place doesn't ride bmx anymore he just got a dirt jumper again last year Mm -hmm. but like he got me into bmx and i guess you could he was one of the more casual guys who like never really like sent it and Mm -hmm. and never like got to a really really high level of riding but he was obsessed with it at first and then like i got into that same level and then he fell out of it and i've just gotten even further into it since then yeah that's crazy to see your the people you grew up with riding like who's gonna last you know what i mean like we had a pretty big crew but there's fucking three of us left it barely barely you know what i'm saying like we're all just kind of hanging on for dear life at this point but that's pretty crazy Man, I just remember, I have all this stuff when you first said that, that I thought of, that I forgot about. My buddy, Ryan, who was literally just here swimming with me earlier, uh, all of our lives, like, he tried to ride, you know, and he was, he was kind of a casual rider who would ride maybe once or twice, like a year. He would come down to the trails, he'd kill it a couple times a month when he got real into it, and then all of a sudden over the winter and then really in the spring something clicked and now he is on the same level like as me like he's like when we ride and we we ride all the time and he's learned like so he progressed and learned so many tricks every session in the spring and now he's just goes out and he jumps everything at the trails and does tricks and learning tricks on 20 foot doubles like like he never has in his entire life. It's like that thing that we're talking about yeah. that's inside somebody just like flipped like a switch. Wow, that's pretty crazy. I, I just felt like growing up and like I've always been very into like every little detail about BMX. Like mm-hmm. when it comes to brands and magazines and, you know, new parts coming out and shit, and like innovations. And like I always felt, I don't know. I I don't want to say like I felt like one step ahead of the people who weren't into that, but I also felt like I felt good knowing shit like that for some reason. I felt good like 
knowing that I was that deep into BMX. That's well, weird. Think, no, it makes sense. And I feel like that's part of why people get like super, super deep into football and stats yeah. and, yeah, and all point. of this other stuff. And I, I bet anything that if those people found BMX instead of football or whatever sport it is, mm-hmm. they'd be just as into BMX as that. Yeah, I could see that. Um, but yeah, that just kind of goes back to like who kind of perseveres and who pushes through into like their fucking twenties and thirties into BMX and is still fully into like, how does that, that fucking, how does that happen? You know what I mean? Every kid, you know, tons of kids get BMX bikes, but how many kids like go into their teenage years, twenties, thirties and still riding, you know what I mean? Like what makes that happen? I don't get it. I don't know, man. I really hope you find out though, because it's like, (laughs) cars and girls yeah just that's that ends it for so many people and i feel like if there was ever a distinction between the the casual people and then like the people who are hardcore into it it's it's the ones who kept riding yeah yeah there's something there's like a secondary effect of bmx that i attribute a lot of my like energy and like youthful um mindset to you know it's it's something that I've like cherished and I value a lot and I feel, I feel younger because I ride BMX and that, I think that's very important because I don't know, life is short and if you can feel good for a majority of it, like that's what you should do. And if something makes you feel good, then you should do that, you know? Absolutely. And then I think it's almost scary to think about the alternative too. Yeah, like I'm sure it yeah. is for you too, where it's like when I think about like, if I didn't start riding BMX, I have no idea. I'd probably just be doing nothing just like everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it becomes a part of you and your person. You know what I mean? It becomes a part of who you are. That's pretty wild. Yeah. There's not a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of things out there that are that way, but at the same time, there's not. Yeah. Not as deep as, as BMX gets, but Damn, we're getting deep in this thing, man. I'm sorry. I just like to talk. No, that's cool. I just fucking deep into BMX, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 true though. And like when you think about the uh like when you think about that whole football side of things, like it, it sounds kind of funny to think about someone feeling like football is a part of them, like mm. we think about BMX being a part of us. But to that person, it's not funny at all. Like, that's real. Yeah, that is a good point. Um, I was into basketball and softball for a long time, like after high school. And I still love playing basketball. And I was really into it for a while. We'd play three times a week. And, like, I thought about it a lot. But not, never on the level of BMX riding. It's just, it's just a little different, you know. I could see someone who's pursuing something like that as a sport maybe. But, yeah, it just it will never match what you feel. It's a, it's a lifestyle. So yeah, and and I feel like when you're pursuing basketball or any yeah. other sport like that, it's yeah. like a it's like a job. Like, I mean, but at the same time, I think we're just I see that from the lens of someone who's obsessed and in love with BMX and mm-hmm. not basketball, because mm-hmm. I'm sure that there's people who are so just as obsessed with basketball as they are as we are with bmx and when they go out there and they're practicing and they're working hard and all of that they are loving it just like we're out at skate park yeah we're oh, yeah. doing tabletops and and stuff and they're shooting threes and they feel exactly the same way right right it just yeah. goes to show that like I've never thought about that before. I've never thought about that mindset of like basketball and sports and stuff. I've mm-hmm. always been of the mindset of like team sports suck. I hate mm-hmm. team sports because they end after high school for most people mm-hmm. when BMX is forever. But then I had never thought about it of like, well, some of those people who like those team sports type things feel exactly the same way about those team sports as I do about BMX. And I never made that connection until just now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's something I've seen firsthand because like street ball leagues are very, very big in some cities and I've seen that stuff. And I know that people are obsessed with stuff like that and they go home and they think about it and they're not necessarily trying to get to the NBA, but they just, all, all they care about is like 
maybe that game that's coming up or the tournament or something like that. So I know that this shit kind of floods into, or it kind of like leaks into different sports and like the feeling, you know what I mean? So it's yeah, pretty I deep, feel like, man. I feel like it's a good like lesson even for myself and like, you never know like what's going on in somebody else's head mm-hmm. and what someone like genuinely like cares about mm-hmm. and whatnot. So it just, I like, makes me feel like i want to be more considerate of those things yeah there's there's definitely this notion in bmx that team sports are the devil and (laughs) team sports and all that shit but i've never felt that dude like i've really i've played team sports my whole life i've coached for a long time and like there's a lot to gain from a team sport there's there's teamwork there's this leadership mentality that you can develop and there's self-esteem and confidence and all this shit man it's just a lot of times people are just very closed off to outside perspectives like that. And mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I'll, I'll probably never stop like telling parents and stuff about it when they're at the skate park, because a lot mm-hmm. of parents like push their kids into stuff they might not necessarily want to do or yeah. the kid just like yeah. doesn't care. Yeah. So it's like, Oh, I'll just go play football or play basketball. Yeah, there's or whatever, that but... side of it too. Like that. That's yeah. That's not mm-hmm. cool. But that's whenever I'm like, listen, when high school ends, when college is over, mm-hmm. those sports don't necessarily stick around. If yeah. you keep your kid riding BMX and you, yeah. they like it, they stick with it, this will legitimately go until they're older than you are right now. Yeah, that's a, that's kind of a good point to, to end on is like BMX will always be there for you. You know what I mean? Your bike's yeah. always going to be there. You may not be there for BMX, but that's okay, man. If you ever want to come back, it'll be there. Yep. And, and, and what I'll end it on is that the industry and mainstream BMX has zero effect on that whatsoever Mm -hmm. for the vast majority of people in BMX. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, literally the only thing that matters is you and your bike. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge, man. As, As long as they keep making parts, it don't matter. Yeah, that's right, dude. All right, Brant Moore, I appreciate it, man. Wooster. Yes, we're going to get on a, a call from my channel Hell sometime. Yeah. I Let's think we it, should man. do that. So I'm always we can, ready. We can make it longer and uh, just chit-chat and BS. I'm always ready, man. Hit me up. Sounds good. All right, Brant, take it easy, man. Here. Hell yeah, I appreciate it. Yep, we'll All talk right. to you. Later. See ya. Damn. Okay. Hell yeah, man. We went in a little bit. Sometimes you got to do that. I've said it before, man. We give a lot to BMX. We give our whole lives sometimes. So we all got opinions on it. Don't be afraid to share them. Damn, man. Whew, it's getting late. I got to go to sleep, man. I'm stoked to have these people on, share some different perspectives. I definitely learned a lot. I learn a lot every episode, but I think I learned a little bit more this time. I'm excited to hear from everybody. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you think of the podcast so far, just in general. And, uh, you know, if you could, head over, leave a rating. Maybe leave a little bit of review. Say, this guy's trash. Whatever you got to say. It would help. I love this feedback. It's fucking... It feels it feels pretty cool, man. So, hit me up. Let me know how you feel. Let me know how you feel about BMX. If If, if someone says something on here that didn't sit well with you, let me know. I want to talk about this shit, man. We could have a follow-up to this. If you got something to say, fucking holler at me, man. Don't hold back. It's 2020. We don't have time to hold back anymore. That time's up, man. It's time to go all in. All right, y'all stay up. Yeah, dude, sick. I'm out. Remake.